Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, the NBA transaction window is opening now in a couple days, officially on June 23rd. And our last video we talked about potentially signing a guy like Boogie Cousins, or if we should bring up the, the two-way players uh, like O'Shea Brisson and Paul Watson, who obviously have shown sort of some positive attributes over the course of the season and obviously have been integrated with the team. But over the since that time, there's been more sort of information coming out about who the Raptors can potentially sign. And we were under the impression that it was only players that had an NBA or G League contract this year up until this point, but it's going to be pushed back to two years. So any player that was in the NBA or G League as of last season can be potentially signed by the Raptors. So or any any other NBA team, NBA team, not just the Raptors. So that introduces a lot of different names into the sort of mix, and obviously they're not going to play a substantial role, assuming that all of our guys are coming back and healthy, but there are risks, and we'll know June 24th about some players that might not want to come into this sort of Orlando bubble. That you know, So positions might need to be filled. Injuries may happen. Riker, who sort of has caught your eye out of the new sort of pool of players? Or are you still on the, the Raptors two-way guys idea? Yeah, well, I'm definitely on the Raptors two-ways guy idea. I think, Ben just to make my point clear before we even get into this, that if you are having to play down through your deep bench, because you're obviously going to run an eight-man rotation in playoffs, we've beat that horse to death. If you have to get outside of your eight-man, you're going down to your 12th man and outside and even farther, stretching your hand out to these you know, last-minute signings. I think you're in a real trouble. You're in a troubled position there, Ben. If that had to happen, because as you said, there are a bunch of other factors, right? I mean, Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs, he allegedly, or maybe confirmed, just got uh, sick as well um, with the virus. So it's possible that there could be a string of that or players that are withholding. So just to to throw that question back to you, Ben, who are the players in contention? Because my heart is set on, you know, our core roster now, but anything could happen. So who are the guys that we're really looking at? So along with the guys we mentioned in the last video, uh, our two-way guys, O'Shea, Paul Watson, and then potentially a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, the list is sort of added to big names like J.R. Smith, who obviously was on those champion that championship Cleveland roster, uh, Lance Stevenson, who was on that Lakers team last year, obviously a... Uh, some big bigger names there Jamal Crawford who in his last game I think scored over 50 points so he he showed he had some gas left in the tank though that's sort of the first group of big name players there and there's a couple guys I want to throw at you later so out of those three guys would you be interested in getting any of those high volume sort of inconsistent but streaky players onto the onto the roster or or yeah, you well, the not only guy it. that maybe would interest me J.R. Smith has got to be a no and and if there was any place really? for him in the league well, with his antics and with his inconsistencies and his IQ as of the last few seasons, I mean, he does show a little bit in terms of height and he can be a streaky three-point shooter. But if there was a place for him in the league, Ben, would he not be in the league right after he got cut from Cleveland? Would somebody not have picked him up if they thought this guy can at least offer something right to our deep bench? I don't know. Maybe he was commanding too much money. Maybe there's a there's another story there. But for me, a guy, you know, I... And, and we, we talked about this when we, when we made our all-time Raptors team. I liked what Lou Williams brought to the table in terms of his ability to heat up quickly. And I, I forgave his defensive abilities because of the, the overall 
acumen that the Raptors have as a as a defensive core. I thought you can forgive that. So Jamal Crawford would would pop out to me. But you mentioned at the beginning too, Ben, all NBA teams have the ability to sign people. And I'm sure that this guy would make it at the bottom of some roster. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have been sort of veered away from J.R. Smith because of the antics, as you mentioned, and the inconsistencies. But And in the last year with Cleveland, he didn't look that great. Even though he was only 33 years old, he averaged about 7 points per game in 20 minutes per game. Uh, shooting 80% from the free throw line, which is solid, but 30% from three, and that's really his bread and butter. Uh, Jamal Crawford also took some statistical dips in his last season, but he did have that remarkable showing in his last and final game, so there there could be potential, you know, could we see a crazy outburst like that with the Raptors or a team that potentially picks him up, maybe. Uh, Lance Stevenson, he's also a guy that's, been on social media saying he's in shape obviously didn't have the best season of his career last year with the Lakers but still a guy that can kind of shine this year wasn't he I believe so I believe he played he's I don't know how many games he played due to their season and and what happened with all the virus and the outbreak but he was definitely supposed to be over there on a team I don't have the specifics on that but he, he's a guy that has always been able to play defense. He can, you know, with the same thing with three of those players. They are streaky. They have their ups and downs. And for a guy at the end of the bench, I don't really necessarily mind them coming in and seeing what they can get, especially if we say, and I'll, I'll throw this at you as well, because obviously Norman Powell has shown he's very strong in the playoffs. And I don't see him. He's been, had such a great year this year. I don't see him falling off the map, but let's just say we have a Norman Powell struggle coming back from this time. Terrence Davis as a, you know, our backup point guard two guard isn't, isn't is a rookie, right? And he struggles in the playoffs. Would you mind having one of these guys off the bench that most of them have do have playoff experience and have some, you know, have had long tenures in the league, sort of have that coming off the bench, see if they can give you a spark. Well, Kawhi Leonard is going to make this a difficult point to make, but I think that there is some sort of sense of learning curve that you need in order to play through a system, and the Raptors seem to have perfected a system, and albeit it's through a lot of magnificent coaching, and I think that you know he's able to put together Nick Nurse line lineups and matchups on the fly that perhaps is more credit to, to him rather than you know, just one system that the whole team is running through. But Ben, I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that you're bringing you know, any of those guys in that have had been, have had a, you know, an absence from the NBA for some time, plus this break, plus have never having played for that coach or with those teammates before, and then to put them in and expect them to play any sort of minutes at all. And again, it comes down to, you know, how many players are going to be missing from the roster at the time of the playoffs. But I don't know. I again, I wouldn't have, and it's an IQ thing, and it's an attitude thing. I just don't see it mixing well with Lance Stevenson or J.R. Smith. I could only see Jamal Crawford or a guy like that coming in into like a Matt Thomas role and just getting a few shots up, you know, and not expecting a lot from him on defense. That's true too. I, I forgot to bring up Matt Thomas because if those guys were struggling, maybe I'd rather see Matt E.T. get in over those players. So we're sort of filled at those positions but we're going to move on from those sort of streaky bigger names to some guys that I think would be more stable more defensive oriented and showing you know playing within the system as you mentioned the Toronto Raptors have had and two names I don't want to take your I don't want to steal your thunder Ben but you're going to start lobbing some names out eh I have a couple I have a couple okay you you should know them 
I might know them, and I don't like I said, I don't want to steal your thunder. But can I can I start? Can I lob a name out as we've been talking? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, who for would sure. I? Because I'm I'm thinking who who could you pick up that was you know a NBA free agent? I'm looking over at the big three league, and you know maybe I'm I'm hitting a hot spot already here. But I'd love to see ISO Joe come back to the NBA, Ooh. and if that was if he was eligible to come back, that's a guy that would fit on the Raptors. And I he was looking clean in the big three league. What would you think about? Mr. Iso Joe coming back and lacing up for the Toronto Raptors, if that was possible. Well, I did some research before this. I didn't see Joe Johnson's name come up, but he's a name that actually is intriguing because, as you mentioned, he's a guy that has been able to play defense, can obviously shoot the three, can obviously get you a bucket, and play within a system similar to the names I'm about to throw at you. And he's a guy that we heard a lot of positive things when he was making his return, I believe, at the start of this season. As you brought up, in the big three, he was really playing well. And I believe at the start of this year, he was uh, supposed to be on the Detroit Pistons roster. He was on that roster and was was showing on the big three, got his contract in the NBA. And then, unfortunately, he got injured. And then we really haven't heard anything from Iso Joe for the rest of the year. And obviously, he hasn't played in this season or, yeah, this season or last. So that's the last we heard of Joe Johnson. His last going out, he averaged uh, six points per game for the Rockets, but obviously had some big moments, didn't play big minutes. So... I think he'd be an interesting guy to give minimal minutes to because you know what he'll be able to do. And even though he's older now, I believe he's 38 years old, he, he still will be able to get you a bucket, use his size, knock down an open three. For a guy as an insurance policy, I wouldn't mind having Joe Johnson on the roster. And that's a veteran right there, Ben. If you, you know, quintessential veteran mm-hmm. to come in and really be able to, you know, talk to the younger guys, give them some tips. He's a fundamental type player. He's got all the moves that that'd be an intriguing guy. I'm I'd, I'd be surprised if, you know, if it, if his name doesn't get tossed into the hat, I would be shocked, but yeah, you know, if, if a lot, lot of players are getting signed, I think he should, he should be one of those guys, assuming he's still in shape and still looking to play basketball. I haven't really looked up anything on Joe Johnson, but he's a guy that's also a killer in the playoffs. So that's definitely an interesting name Riker. I guess I'll throw the question back at you. Would a guy like Joe Johnson interest you or a couple other names? Tyler Johnson for the my that that made his name with the Miami Heat got that big contract. I sort of forgot about him completely, but he got traded to Phoenix in 2018-2019. Had a good season in Phoenix, averaged 11 points, four rebounds, doing what he was doing for his career. Played good defense. Then last year, just I don't know if it was injuries or I guess it looked like he the games played. It looked like he was injured for a lot of the last two years, but didn't uh, is only averaged about six points per game last year, but. Has been a guy in the NBA that's been able to knock down the three ball, play defense. Uh, Tyler Johnson would be an interesting name. Not streaky, but uh, just a solid, reliable guy over his career. And former and la- an NBA champion last year, Riker, Jeremy Lin, bringing him back into the fold. Do any of those three players, we know what Jeremy Lin can provide. Obviously, he struggled with us as the playoffs went along last year. But do, do any of those three guys sort of jump out to you more Wait, than anyone else? We got Tyler Johnson. Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Riker. Lin. Who's the third? And Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. I pitched him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Johnson. No. If I remember correctly, though, he is relatively athletic. But yeah, he's a he's a, a solid pr- player. He is solid, but we're pretty deep. I mean, that's probably our deepest position. On, I'm trying to think of our roster here now. If maybe I'm making an incorrect statement, but that guard, because you wouldn't play him at the point, you know, that mm-hmm. wing position. Is that, am I correct? Would that be our deepest yeah. position? No, I agree. Yeah. So it seems like know. all I the players see... available are at that position. 
<laughs> and while you can make the same argument for Lynn, but we were always sort of we were high enough on Lynn, and I can't remember what it came down to with the you know the final sort of minutes like <laughs> leading up to the playoffs. But I I can't I can't exactly remember our conversations around him. But we gave him a lot of leeway. You know, we mm-hmm. wanted him to come into his own, and it wasn't until he just ab like he just played with such minimal confidence. It blew my mind. You know that a guy could just come in and just seem so shell shocked every time. He hit the floor like the like the eye test not good like his shot selection not good and we thought this is a good pick and roll player you know he can come off screens he can get himself into the deep like a deep position he can get low block off the dribble like this is a guy who should be able to get up a mid range or a floater right or pass it off and he just struggled all season long so it'd be a tough one to say that there'd be any value getting back from Jeremy Lin I don't know if do you have a different thought on him Ben. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Both of you and I were really high on signing him when he was with the Atlanta Hawks just last year, midway through. He was averaging 11 points per game, shooting about 34% from three, you know, dishing out assists, being a good veteran guy for that team. Obviously, Linz has been a stable player throughout the course of his career. Then he came to us. Remember, he didn't hit a three for his first seven or eight games with the roster. He looked just completely a shell of himself in terms of confidence. And then we'd see one or two games where he was just confident playing like the usual Jeremy Lin. You know, not a guy that's a superstar, you know, not a Kawhi Leonard or Kyle Lowry, one of those players that'll get you 20 a night, but a guy that could force, as you mentioned, play the pick and roll, be a skilled guard, you know, a a bad starter in the league, a good backup. We saw flashes of that, but it wasn't consistent enough, and he was completely, because he was inconsistent, was completely played out of the rotation, so... I, yeah, I don't know if yeah. he just didn't have enough minutes or what the story was. Ben, you might have another player up your pocket, but if I mean maybe you don't. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him out. I'm enjoying. There's just guys that are just popping mm-hmm. into my mind here now. Don't call it a comeback. All right, we he he did look to make his NBA return, Ben, and he was looking for a lot of money. And then we thought, well, any team thought, well, you can't really sign this guy because his heart might explode while he's out on the court, literally. But could this be Chris Bosch's time to make an no, NBA no, comeback? Would you, could you sign that man? Jeez, <laughs> oh, you, you took me aback there with the, the heart exploding. Because obviously the reason Chris Bosch has been out of the league is the, the blood clots in his lungs. I think we can rush over brush over this pretty quickly. I'm pretty sure he stated he's officially retired. Obviously, if he was completely healthy, available, he'd be a perfect fit for this team, being a big that can stretch the floor. And Chris Bosch is a is a beast, but he's older now and he's made his money. I don't think he's gonna risk the health of sort of coming back I'd love so to know the health impact you know like is it what's the risk of playing one playoff series you know wouldn't it be cool to have him on the on the deep bench he could come in and hit a couple threes i have no doubt in my mind he could be a role player i think but like the the shape you'd have to get in to sort of play at that level i i just don't think it's realistic i don't think it's i i think he's officially stated he's retired and not coming back so i don't think it's possible as cool as it would be because i'm a fan of chris bosh i I always like the guys rooting for him, and it's, yeah, it's it's a tough thing, but to sort of keep on the theme of former Raptors, Riker, the last name I have in mind, I'm going to throw at you. You know, it's been a couple seasons, so the GoDaddy curse is probably lifted, but three-point sniper, CJ's PJ's founder himself, CJ Miles, would you want to see a return of CJ Miles back into the roster? When you think about CJ Miles, Ben, 
do like any good games come to mind? He Is was good his first season with us. Positive. He was good his first season with us. I will I will stand by that. It wasn't until was the GoDaddy it curse. Was just, it wasn't who was until it, the GoDaddy curse. was an automatic curse. miss? Who, which player? <laughs> this is half it's a quiz. It's recency bias, Riker. Recency this bias. Is, <laughs> this is, it's part rhetorical, Ben. It's part literal. Who was, who was guaranteed an automatic miss from three point? Like who, when, when he got it, you basically, you know, he's going to miss. Was that CJ Miles? His, his second year with the Raptors, when he had the GoDaddy curse, Yes, I agree with you. He was not nearly as strong of a player as he was before. Who would you rather last okay, and I'm talking final season with the Raptors. Like no other season, you can't no season prior, no season after, okay? Final season. Mm-hmm. Would you rather final season CJ Miles or final season Damari Carroll? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and you not able to answer that question answers your answer that that's my answer to your question silence we obviously don't want cj miles back on the roster hey that's a tough one i i'm gonna have to go with cj miles because at least he was coming off the bench Dwayne casey might have because he was starting demari carroll the whole way through that last that last sort of year it's the reason we still have the demari carroll gold star so if we're starting cj miles that's a tougher argument but i'm gonna say cj because of the the fact that demari carroll was still playing like 35 minutes a game for us but well if you listen if you didn't quite feel bad for demar Derozan because you know he got traded blindsided him he's still making good money he's still the face Mm. of a franchise but you got to remember, he also had to keep playing with Demar Carroll after he got traded away. So if you didn't feel bad for him before, <laughs> always remember that he they, he got rid of Demar Carroll and then and then had to follow him. <laughs> for people that don't know, because he he's not a big player in the league anymore, but he was on that Spurs team with DeRozan. You know, if you haven't been keeping up on the Demar Carroll story, but. He's a good guy. He seemed, you know, his intentions were right. He was just injured for us and couldn't make a shot. Three and D with no three <laughs> and no D. One of those rare guys. There's a lot that'll only give you one when they when they promise two. But he was one of the rare ones that gave you zero, <laughs> zero for two. <laughs> <laughs> this that's tough. You made a good. I you know, T.J. Miles. His first year with the Raptors, he was good. Averaged ten points per game. Shot thirty six percent from three. Was a part of that bench mob that was filthy. You know, with uh, Fred Siakam, Delon De- Wright, Jakob Pertl, and C.J. That unit sort of tore up the NBA until the playoffs hit. But yeah, the second year wasn't great. He had a good finish to the season last year with Memphis, but this year he got injured for the Washington Wizards ten games in, and then just. That's why he's not on a roster right now. So maybe, would you mind him as a 15th, 17th player? To, yes. Yes, I would you mind. Would? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's that That was a assuring answer there. I don't know. I wouldn't mind him as a, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. I wouldn't mind seeing the commercials back so he could take the curse when the playoffs out. I don't know what I'm saying. Who would you guys think? You're the best for making it this far listeners out there who do you guys want to see the Raptors pick up is it one of the two-way players we already have on the team or two of them or do you guys want to see the Raptors sort of venture out to guys like CJ Miles honestly Damari Carroll might be available Riker I'm sure if uh if we ask the Rockets or wherever he is to wave him, we could bring him back to <laughs> oh my god ISO Joe man we gotta look for ISO Joe 
That's that's true. Uh, let us know down in the comment section below who you guys want to see. You're the best thing so far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, the especially especially the Instagram. We haven't been very active on Twitter, but the Instagram, that's uh we've been sort of revamping that, so definitely check that out. And yeah, you have any last words, Riker? Zip. That's it for me, Ben. Cheers.